What's up, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. But yeah, guys, we're back. It's Thursday. I hope you guys had a great first part of the week, and today we're going to close it out with you. BTV style. Booyah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, guys, we're going to actually be doing our Unruly Ghoulies, which is part one and part two of Ghoulies. We could have done part three and four, but that's a lot of work. We may actually do that. At a later date. Yeah. And cover that for you. So it'll be a little bit of a treat later on. Although those movies were not owned by Empire or Charles Band. He actually sold it off so that he could make money to make other movies. He was like having a lot of troubles at that time money wise. So it'd be interesting to cover him anyways, because I don't think I've ever even seen. I've seen a little bit of Ghoulies Go to College, which is part three. Right. And I think four was like really weird. Like it was not even a Ghoulies movie from yeah. what I remember. But anyway, we're going to kick it off here with our flesh and potatoes segment of Unruly Ghoulies right now. We're going to go ahead and kick it off with part one of the Ghoulies franchise. And this one, the first Ghoulies, came out in 1984. The story is about a young man and his girlfriend who move into an old mansion home where he becomes possessed by a desire to control ancient demons. And actually, that desire is his father, who was an satanic leader of some sort in the most stereotypical fucking (laughs) satanic way that you could possibly do and by god when that guy did his little (laughs) his little arms he brings his arms up like bats like he's a bat or something or like some vampire or some shit so bad uh, but this movie was directed and written by Luca Bercovici, which he directed the granny, Rockula. He's also known more as an actor, believe it or not. He acted in Parasite, Space Raiders, Frightmare, Rockula, Scanner Cop, which I really want to do at some point. Yeah, I'm down for that. And he even also acted in the granny as well, so... But he didn't write it alone. He actually had some help from Jeffrey Levy, who is known for being the director of So Fucking What, or SFW, 
And he also helped to write Rockula, the characters in Ghoulies 3 and 4, which pretty much is just an homage to the characters that he wrote in this one because he was the original concept person. It was also produced by Charles Band, none other. And this is an Empire film, so it's not a full moon movie. This is pre-full moon essentially, uh, before he broke off into his own thing. And Ghoulies, believe it or not, is actually the reason that Charles Band became his own distribution company with Full Moon. So, fun fact. But Charles Band wanted to push and distribute his own films because he was just having so many problems with people trying to put out these films. So he was like, fuck it, I'll do it. So this was his first movie in that venture. Also, John Volick did special effects and makeup, he said it was like his second or third film that he worked on. He did also work on The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Terror Vision, From Beyond, Dolls, just to name a few. He also worked on the Fantastic Four movie from 1994, the one that never got aired that Roger Corman produced uh, that got shelved. Although I think you can find a copy of it or at least a trailer of it now, but it never got released. It stars... Jack Nance, baby! Yeah! If you don't know who Jack Nance is, he is plays Wolfgang in this movie, but he was in Eraserhead, mm-hmm. Wild at Heart, Lost Highway, Blue Velvet, Dune, uh, or otherwise known as David Lynch's favorite actor. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, he was also in the movies The Blob, the remake, and Twin Peaks. So, the show and the movie, I think. There's a fish in the percolator. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but that is like the one thing I always think of him. That and in Wild and Hard, he's like, my dog barks. (laughs) Mentally, you picture my dog, but I have not told you the type dog which I have. (laughs) Maybe you picture the dog from the Wizard of Oz. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> but I can tell you, my dog barks. <laughs> I fucking love that scene. Uh, also, he uh, Peter Le- Leopis is in this movie as Jonathan Graves. Awesome. I'm doing these arm motions <laughs> that know, he I does wish, in the movie. I really wish you guys could see that. I'll post a picture of it so that you guys <laughs> yes. know what we're talking about when we uh, throw out the week or something. It's amazing. Um he acted in Ghost Warrior. He was actually in Ghoulies 4. They brought him back. Wishmaster, Alone with a Stranger, which he also directed, by the way. Also, it stars Lisa Pelican, who is Rebecca in this movie. She's been in Jennifer, Lionheart, and the movie Circle, which is kind of like an homage to... Well, it's not an homage, but it's kind of like Cube, if you've ever seen that movie. Pretty cool little uh, indie film. Michael DeBarris who plays Malcolm Graves, who is Jonathan Graves' son. He was in Night Flyers, Waxwork 2, Under Siege, and Mulholland Drive. I love Mulholland Drive. So got a little bit of David Lynchism in mm-hmm. here. Uh, Keith Joe Dick as Dick. I fucking name. <laughs> My name's Dick, but you, you can, can call, call me Dick. Dick. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, or as I like to call him, Sir Leans a lot. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank. I'm so glad you. God, that. that guy leans on everything, everything man. Possible. Like, have some respect, Keith. 
fucking dick. <laughs> but to give you guys kind of a breakdown on this movie a little bit further into it so we can kind of digest and tell you more about it, I feel like we should be giving you more breakdowns because we kind of just jump into it like you know what the fuck we're talking about. And it kind of dawned on me for the first time in a year <laughs> that maybe we should give more breakdowns. So he inherits this house because his dad dies and the Essentially, what happens was, was when he was a baby, his mother and his father were a part of a satanic cult, and they were going to kill a baby, and he promised his mother that he would not use their child, which happens to be Malcolm Graves, who's played by Michael DeBarris, and so... When she puts this charm around the baby's head, he tries to, like, kill it, but then it shocks him, and he's like, get this thing out of my life! And then he kills his own mother, or his wife, in place of him, and then he's like, years later, he'll come back to me, or something like that. So they give the baby to one of the satanic worshippers who takes the baby and abandons Satanism, who happens to be Jack Nance. And then fast forward to the future, it's like 20-some years later... And Malcolm, the son of uh, Jonathan Graves, inherits this house, which is run by none other than Jack Nance's character. Wolfgang. Wolfgang, yeah. And he is the caretaker, they call him. He's only in the movie like a couple of times after that. Yeah, but he has his fucking like final part in that movie is epic. Dude, he's so like, and he's (laughs) Jack Nance is such a serious actor. But anyway, so this Malcolm guy, who's the son of Jonathan Graves, who was the satanic leader and died uh, horribly, supposedly. That's what they say. Mm -hmm. Uh, He basically gets this house. He has a party with all of his cool friends and everything. It's kind of like uh, the big party thing. There's like one guy that looks like fucking Rudger Hauer, but like a like a Lost Boys sort of style glasses. Yeah. Like, it's all kind of, like, very 80s. I mean, everything in this movie is, like, very 80s. Um, But he goes, there's a moment where they're all bored after they've been partying for a little bit. And he's like, someone's like, so what do you guys want to do? And they're like, why don't we play hide and seek? Did you did you reference Mariska Hargitay in this movie at all? Who? Mariska Hargitay from, she's fucking Benson in <laughs> Law & Order SVU. I, I didn't pick all. I didn't want to go through the <laughs> no, entire no, no. cast. I know, but she's she's one of the, like when you when you like research it, she's one of the most like top actresses, probably because her career is way bigger than literally anyone else's from this. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, she actually made her something of her life. Yeah, yeah. I was really surprised to see her in this, but when you see her, you're like, oh my god, it's Benson, it's Olivia <laughs> Benson. <laughs> yeah, I don't, see. I don't know much about TV because anyway, I don't watch it. Sorry, Lana no, 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 you're good. Is the business get on it? <laughs> so after they're having this party, guys, they they're like they don't know what to do, and someone says, well, what do you guys want to do? And they're like, someone's like, why don't we play hide and seek? And then the two pothead guys, they're like, <laughs> yeah. And then someone's like, what about Trivial Pursuit? And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> then some other person goes, well, why don't we just play charades? And they're like, yeah. And then Dick's like, a.k.a. Sir Leans a lot, <laughs> says, why don't we play strip poker? And he pulls out a fucking condom, guys. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> And then the son, Malcolm, he looks over as he knocks a book over, a satanic book, by the way, that he found in a, in a box. It opens up to this like sort of pentagram, sort of satanic thing. Then he's like, I got an idea. <laughs> Let's do a ritual. ritual. Like, what? 
<laughs> what the fuck? Like, how many <laughs> options do we have here? And everybody's like, yeah, all right. Hide and seek, charades, charades strip poker, strip poker, satanic ritual. Which all the girls did not want to do the strip poker. No, they but were especially the only with, ones that didn't say yay. Yeah, because <laughs> like with Dick in the house, it's like what a dick. And I don't mean like Dick. I mean his name is with Dick. All the Dick in the house. His name is Dick. Dick. His name is Robert Paulson. Um, so what did you think, though? <laughs> it was extremely entertaining in its own way. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I can see how this would be considered a classic and why so many people love it. It was fun. It was entertaining. I had a good time watching it because they did a really good job of keeping it fast-paced and moving. Okay. Um, it wasn't like it wasn't like some of the full moon movies that we've talked about, where it kind of diverges off of the storyline a little bit, and they yeah. have these like random side plots that have no sense that make no sense to the actual story. But it it, it moved very fairly quickly. It kept you interested, and it had always had something going on. So I didn't hate watching it. It was really fun, and so you guys know this was my first introduction to the whole Ghoulies franchise. So for me, it was all new, un. You know, both of them. Both of them. Oh wow! This was um, un fucking I don't know. Never explored territory. Unfettered experience. Unfettered experience. <laughs> I I actually I liked it. I actually do too. I mean, I think the movie's a lot more fun than I was expecting because I always go, I always like part two more. So I was like, mm-hmm. Meh, do I really want to watch one? And I was like, well, I got to, so I'm gonna watch it anyway. And I was actually surprised. I mean, it's silly up until that point where they do the ritual, and that's when things start to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's pretty silly all around. <laughs> it's silly from start to finish. But However, it's different than the whole franchise. It's right. different than part two by a landslide. Big time. Um, but it definitely picks up quite a bit um, once, they, once they're once they like, let's do a satanic ritual. Blah. And then like they do this, this ritual in the basement or whatever. Like, right. Or the, the ceremony room that he found essentially in the basement of the house mm-hmm. and everybody's like how did you and know to do this fuck? yeah they're all confused right and then they find this and then that's when shit really pops off in the movie and it becomes more interesting from that point forward right the ghoulies are kind of the focus in the movie but there's so much other stuff going on in the movie yes i notice yeah which i actually didn't mind it was different it was like almost like a completely different feel it wasn't it wasn't about the creatures necessarily just about satanism and like crazy shit big difference between one and two is that number one isn't so much about the ghoulies or the creatures they're kind of a subplot their involvement of it is it's big but it's almost more minimal in comparison to like what they're trying to do with the satanic ritual and Malcolm's kind of like inception. Well, yeah, it's really about Malcolm's father and him. Right. And how he and, yeah. ends up bringing him back. Yeah. To end up taking over the whole process of it pretty much. Yeah. But, but it, I mean like one of the, the really cool things, I mean, there was a, a quite a few things that I did like, and I don't mean like it's all over the place as in a bad thing. Like it's all over the place that it has so many nooks and crannies in this first movie that it's just like, you really don't really know what the focus of the film is in a way, but it's kind of cool in the same respect. Like they have a lot of like weird static shit. They got clowns. They got duplicate ghoulies like that. They never did in the second one. Uh, Lots of really weird green eyes that never looked like they were on straight. It's terrible. (laughs) It was cool looking. One would be on focus and like perfect. And then the other one would be wonky as fuck. Like it would be like too low, too high, two to the left, two to the right. Like it would just, it would never line up. 
But it was always like the right eye never lined up, but the left eye always was on on point. I wonder if it like fucked with their head. And it's at, at some points it struggled. I struggled with it because I'm like, are those contacts? Yeah. Because a lot of the times, when especially the close up shots, they look like these terrible sclera contacts. That's what it was, I think. And but they were the really long bad. shots though. Look like they were just superimposing this like green film over the actor's eyes because they never line up in the long shots. Well, I would think that if they were putting it over top of it, like they were actually going in and fucking with the film, That's that how it they feels. would have covered it. But the long shots are never lined up. If you if you look back at that, they're never even. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think they were but actual the, glow-in-the-dark scleros. But the close-up shots, though, mm-hmm. they're, um, they're even every time. The eyes are always even. But when you look the long shots, it'll be partially like below the eye or above the eye level. It's never even on one side, and it's usually the right side. Like, they're right. That's well, even the, the close-ups. There were, I think there was only one time in the entire movie where anybody with green eyes actually <laughs> had them lined up. At least twice. You think? I don't know. But not very many. But I remember, and they were they were pretty lined up perfectly, and that's what made me go, fuck, are these actually sclera contacts? Because yeah. it doesn't look like that in the long shots away, in the distance shots, but in the close-up views, they look like there are actual sclera contacts that are uncomfortable as Fuck back then. Oh, and back then it was glass almost. It's a horrible, horrible fucking experience. Didn't they for put glass on their back eyes then. back then? Pretty much. Yeah. Like they're fucking god awful. Like scleras now have come a long way in comparison to where they were when they first were initiated into film. Yeah. However, they're still uncomfortable and they're I can imagine. still terrible. Yeah, I, 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 it's a giant disc and it's awful. They're terrible. They're right. like almost the same. They're, they're getting better to make them the same kind of consistency as regular standard contacts. It's still this giant, fat, weird fucking disc that you have to like completely open your fucking eye. <laughs> Fold the contact down. Oof. Put it over your cornea and basically expand it into the rest of your... It's awful. Okay. Putting those in. If anyone of you listening that have ever worn sclera contacts, you understand exactly where I'm coming from. They're a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah, my buddy, my I like Nick. My buddy Nick actually wears them. He does a uh, photo shoots with them mm-hmm. for some company, I guess. And he says that they're they're not exactly comfortable. So it's like it's weird having him in for long periods of time. But they it, look amazing. They're god awful. So anyone who wears them for longer than like two hours. Um, My hot's off to you. Right. <laughs> as far as the movie, though, like the beginning of this movie had me rolling and laughing. It was terrible. Well, as the movie <laughs> kind of progressively gets to be a little weird, um, I'm not trying to put it down by any means. I'm just saying that like the overall tone of it kind of changes drastically. Mm-hmm. And it went from being like over the top funny to like, like, well, maybe inadvertently over the top funny to... Like, like, what the fuck funny? Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of slows down into these weird little moments. Uh, there were some cool parts in it, though, that I really did like. Um, What's your favorite scene? Well, we can't go over that yet. What? There's a little bit of trivia on this. Oh, we're waiting. Okay. Yeah, we saved that for the end. The end. <laughs> uh, the original title of this movie was worked on with Stan Winston called Beasties which basically sat on the shelf for like a year. And then when Stan and him were s- supposed to work on it again, they never did. Like, So Charles Band was like, well, why don't I just turn this Beasties movie into another movie and then we'll use it and like so it doesn't go to waste. And so he rewrote it and changed it and everything like that. And it became Ghoulies. Charles Band actually was going to have Ghoulies be a 3D film too, by the way. 
I don't know if you did you notice that the scene where they had the sunglasses on at the table that was supposed to be the time that you put on your 3D glasses because it kind of alludes to the fact of put on your glasses now right it's like that did you ever see Freddy's Dead yeah. in 3D yes they tell you to put the glasses on when right. she puts the glasses on yeah it, it absolutely alludes to that concept and the idea that you would be like well everyone else is on sunglasses at night there's a song about this made it made sense and like it, it was did. supposed to be this whole trippy weird thing for like a little bit but for whatever reason they decided that it just wasn't going to work and they just didn't want to do it anymore so they kind of canned the idea and salvaged what they could from it and they're like nobody ever understands why they're wearing sunglasses at the table but they never really question it that much either well to me to me actually like why i thought they wore the sunglasses was because his eyes malcolm's eyes right were all green. green that's what i thought too and she's hers aren't green but she's possessed at that time like, he's controlling her. I felt like why they did it was to hide, to mask the fact that his eyes were this, like, bright lime Yeah, because they would green. know something was up at that point. Exactly. And, <laughs> and she's fucking weird as fuck at this point, too. So her eyes aren't green, but, I mean, she's definitely kind of fogged over and, like, glazed. Right. You know, so that's why I felt like they did it. And they did a really great job of hiding the fact that they were trying to go for a 3D right. concept. I would have been interested failed. to see it, though. Oh, I would have loved it. Like, yeah. I, that would have been a fantastic transition for, transition from 2D to 3D. Right. And that moment would have been really, really cool because there's a lot of cool shit that happens in that time span of about, about 20 minutes-ish right. for that scene where they go kind of off the grid a bit and it's really interesting and it it's only been like really a couple cool. of minutes though but it would have been really cool to see that transition from the 2d to the 3d and it would have made sense everybody's got their glasses on kind of like okay well now i put my 3d glasses on right like right that that's what's going on something's weird is happening even though as if i was their friend i would have known something fucking weird was going on because they're acting weird as fuck you invite us over for a dinner party you don't eat anything <laughs> And then all of a sudden you're going to retire and go to bed and you're like, yeah, it's like, like eight, eight in the morning or eight yeah, at night. I mean, some like, like early ass time and you're like, feel free to stay the night. I'm like, I don't stay in the fucking yeah, night. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? You fuck invited you. me over for an hour. So you're going to leave. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to eat your food. I'm going to drink your booze and I'm going to take the fuck off. And I'm going to take a shit on the I'm table and I'm out. Shit on this table. And I'm out. And I'm going to shit all over this table and I'm <laughs> fucking out. Uh, Gary Allen was a big idea man, and he was like a, a well-known campaigner, so he would like help movies to get noticed sort of thing, so that was like his job, but he was also a huge pothead, <laughs> and he actually no way. He, he cut the original, he was one of the guys that cut the original Star Wars trailer, and so he was going to cut the trailer for Ghoulies to try to make it marketable. And Charles Band went to his house to talk about cutting a good trailer for the movie. And Gary was like, want to smoke a bone, man? We can smoke a bone and get crazy, man. Like, we'll talk about it. We'll, like, figure it out, bro. Like, oh, no. Like, he was really uh, a pothead. That makes sense how it became so pothead humor. Right? Charles actually refused at first, but then he actually gave in. To, to wanting to smoke with him, just to kind of bond, I guess. And Gary gave him the idea, what if you made the cover with a ghoulie on the front coming out of a toilet? And then they say, they'll eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and Charles was like, uh, <laughs> no to the eat your ass part. <laughs> are you fucking joking? Like, absolutely not. Like, 
And he was just like, well, I just kind of chalked it up to he's a crazy pothead and he just wasn't thinking clearly. So Charles thought that he wasted his time, but then he went to sleep. And when he woke up the next day, he said that he might be able to actually make that work somehow, but they would have to change the tagline. So then he hit Gary back and he said, I came up with a better line. They'll get you in the end. That's so perfect. And it really is perfect. And the controversy that came from my that poster. god holy fuck can we talk about that yeah they had go ahead they had so many fucking angry mothers right that wrote the studio about that when they saw like the concept for this poster come out mm-hmm. so many fucking angry moms that were like just pissed about it, saying that their kids were too afraid to use the toilet. As they're trying to potty train them. As they're trying to potty train them because of this fucking poster. And that's just ludicrous to me. (laughs) I don't know. It's scary. Why are your fucking kids so exposed to this shit that it's terrifying them so much to use the fucking toilet? I'll tell you what, when I watch part two, which is where the it makes sense in part two. It all comes to fruition. But the trailer had it coming out of the toilet. It did, but Nothing happens with that concept in the first part. Right. But in part deuce. Yeah, they do make a point. We'll get on that. And it's fantastic. (laughs) Right. It's so good. They said that there was literally hundreds of letters Mm -hmm. uh, just piled up. They were like, hey, Charles, uh, we've got an issue. They put they first so they put this trailer out and they finally showed it to people and all of a sudden it was like I think it was like a couple of days later they got all these letters hey Mr fucking movie man mm-hmm. I've been trying to potty train my fucking kid for fucking weeks and you're going to fucking put a fucking movie with a fucking demon coming out of a fucking toilet What's in the fucking toilet Charlie won't fucking poop because <laughs> he thinks he's got to get attacked in the butthole by a demon I fucked him I fucked, I fucked the mic up Did you know that uh, Jeffrey Combs actually auditioned for the part of Jonathan Graves Really the the dad, huh. the dead dad, the dead dad. Yeah, the zombie the satanic dad. zombie dead His dad. His face was different in every scene. Yeah, it kind of looked like it, it huh? Was, it was so bad. I'm like makeup inconsistencies all day long. That's the part I noticed from it. Like, <laughs> it's just so inconsistent. They had a lot of changes on the movie, so he looks like frosted flake face, and then all of a sudden he's like normal ish, but like kind of undead. It's the weirdest shit. Like. His transitions between stages of decomposition are so bad. Like, he would be, like, way worse in one scene, and all of a sudden he's almost normal. And then he's back to being terrible, and then he's, like... Well, he's got all these, like, weird spots on his face. Yeah. Where, I guess it was supposed to be, like, worms came out of his head. And they change. Oh, did it? They change fucking, like, positions and shit every time. It's hilarious. I kind of tuned out a little bit towards the end because it was getting a little weird for me. As a makeup artist like i really like kind of sure. focus on that kind of thing and for me i'm like this is inconsistent it's probably one of those things where you notice it more because it's in like better resolution yeah. <laughs> nowadays than yes. it was you know yes, what i mean exactly the uh the original concept for the film was uh, much more much different than the final product technically the original film was going to be about a kid moving into his grandfather's house who finds out that the inspirations for his grandfather's stories are living in the house and trying to kill him. Fox actually greenlighted the film for a $12 million budget, but along the way, the film was dropped and the script was heavily rewritten to appeal to teenagers. So I thought that was interesting and that they were going to give it $12 million. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. <laughs> 
a lot of cash. <laughs> right? And this is like one of the movies that kind of like made full boon in a way. Like it, But they did extremely well. Yeah. Right? Like, what, did they have a $1 million budget? I don't remember. They didn't say what the budget was. But and I tried looking it up. Like 35 mil? I don't know. Roughly? They made a lot of. Did you find that? Because yeah, I didn't. I, I couldn't I, find I, it. I did, and I feel well. I don't. I don't know exactly how accurate it is. According to IMBD for Ghoulies, the box office budget was one million dollars estimated, and the gross was thirty-five million in the U.S. Oh, okay. See, I went to Wikipedia to try to find the the budget, and then I didn't look it up on IMDb because I never know if that shit's real. Sometimes I IMDb, trust IMBD more than I trust Wikipedia. IMDb. That's what I said. Did you say I am IMDb. Oh, I thought you said BD. B- I am BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> I trust IMBD, IMDb, whatever. See? Suck my dick. Now Told you're confusing you. me. <laughs> I trust that more than I trust Wikipedia, just because anyone can log on and edit Wikipedia. Sure. Well, so they can do the same on... Uh, oh, suck, fuck off. They can. Whatever. You I have know, to pay. Probably, well, you have to, but more people aren't going to pay for that. They're going to do it for free. It's like $100 a Wikipedia. year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, people, a lot of people aren't going to do that. But that's cool, though. They made $35 million. It was the first movie. It went to theaters, I know, and it was actually pretty successful for the most part. A lot of people liked the name. Like, people who were in the industry were like, yeah, this is crazy, man. Like, I love it. Like, it's crazy. It's different. It's well done. Mm-hmm. And obviously, because of its success, they were able to make a second one. And then a third. Yeah. Well, the third the third one, got it got sold before the third one. Right. You're correct. So the second one, the first two are technically the Charles Band movies. Do you have any favorite scenes? Mm. So there's like a million of the fucking like water ghoulies. Right. Yeah. They had like three or four or some shit. It's like more than that. Yeah. There was like the one in like the house or whatever. And then they had a bunch out in the ponds and like water features out on the property. Right. Some so of them look like, different too. They did. And there's like a million different variations of these like little water toilet ghoulies that are out there. Right. And I love when they have like the nerdy kind of sad guy. That's like out there trying to fuck Mariska Har- Mariska Hargitay's character, and he he's tickling her, and it's so fucking irritating because I would have punched him right in the fucking dick. Like if you're gonna tickle me endlessly, I'm gonna punch you right. Is this the right dick the guy? Dick. No, it's not dick. It was a different dude. Oh, the nerdier guy. The dick guy dies from the hot blonde that appears in the kitchen after he's done right. fucking his girlfriend or whatever. He goes down and to he get wants water more. or something, and there's this, like, quote-unquote hot... Just out of the blue. Blonde girl randomly in the fucking kitchen, and then he ends up, like, making out with her, and it's actually Malcolm's dad's character. It's Jonathan. Right. Graves. Um, and then he ends up... Not the guy from uh, The Misfits. Yeah. No. <laughs> Johnny no, Yeah. And he ends up strangling him with his tongue. That was shit. one of my it, favorite it, scenes. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's no, okay. I didn't mean to cut into that. No, no, but, no, yeah, no. That scene was pretty dope too. Yeah, that was but one of my favorite. I actually really like the scene where this like kind of nerdy dude's trying to fuck on this character, and he's like tickling her and annoying the fuck out of her, and her bracelet or whatever flies off into the pond. Oh yeah, the, the little water feature thing that's behind him, and he goes and he like reaches into it to try and like get her bracelet and pulls out this like green shit. Yeah. And she says something to him, and then he goes back to get it, and then they end up attacking him and her right they the suck on his face things and they suck on his face and like rip apart his face or whatever and somehow that manages to kill them i don't know right but 
Somehow, all it takes is a little ghoulie to latch onto your face and right. bite you a couple times, and then all of a sudden you're dead. That's a freaky <laughs> from, little greasy creature from a mere flesh wound. It kills you. Sick but, little weird grease monkeys. Yeah, I don't. I loved it. Like th- that scene to me was just like it was hilarious, mainly because they're panning out to the stoners. Right. The yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. And they're just like, "What the fuck's happening, man? Oh, he's like, getting lucky, oh, he's man. He's lucky, man. Like it's hilarious. Like the, <laughs> the back and forth between that shit, and then she's screaming for." dear fucking life yeah and like, yeah man like, yeah, it's oh, like what are you like trying to say there <laughs> like what are you trying to say what are you trying to say here yeah it was <laughs> it was i don't know i i thought it was great one of the other scenes that i did like was the clown man which they had it was like a child-sized clown man kind of body suit he looked thing. like a um a like vampire a, yeah it was like a vampire clown or some yeah, shit i forgot about that I but love he had that. like it, like a vampire head but he had like a clown body suit sort of thing and it was like sitting in a chair and first of all whenever you see a weird creepy doll thing that like sitting in a chair it always makes you wonder if it's going to come to life oh. especially in a fucking horror oh, it movie is. right it always it kind of reminded me of poltergeist speaking of toby bit. hooper I don't know if that was the inspiration for it, but it was creepy. It's like they run into this thing a couple of times in the movie, but there's a scene where it, it finally like attacks the girl, I think. No, no, they, the, the two stoners. Is it the two stoners? The two stoners that come across the weird Dracula doll I thought they first. get separated in the only... In the one no, guy. they're playing hide and seek, and they're trying to find one of the girls or whatever, and it's the two stoners that come across the weird Dracula doll first, and they see it, I think it's on the bed or in a chair. And then they go to the closet to try and find the well, girl. Well, that one. But I'm saying later, when they when oh, it finally no, no. comes to life, it's the girl. It's the girl, gets, yeah. Yes. Sorry, so, I thought you were talking about the first interaction. No, yeah, but they saw it a couple of times. And the really cool thing is that this clown, like, walks... They, I think they had, like, a kid in the suit wearing the mask of the clown thing. Mm. And it, it, like, starts to attack, and then it starts bleeding green from its eyes. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a huge ghoulie. Like, and one that we've never seen before. It's like a boogery looking fucking ghoulie too. But I, I just thought it was kind of different. It like the, that's what I liked about this movie is that it wasn't, it's not that I didn't like it because it didn't have a lot of ghoulie stuff in it, though it did. It more focused on all this weird shit. And that clown thing was like so different. And the tongue thing was so different in this movie. So I don't know. Those two parts for me were just interesting. Yeah. I love that scene too. And I totally like split second forgot about it. it for, you know, and the tongue scene is, favorite. they probably ripped off from fucking Evil Dead. Oh, I'm sure. You know what I mean? There, There's so many. Evil Dead 2, was it? There's so many different elements to this movie that kind of take away from others. Sure. Um. However, it was still done almost original. Yeah, no, I mean... In their own way. But I, I did... I really loved that scene with that weird Dracula doll thing. And I'm yeah, like, that is To me, cool. it looks more like a Dracula doll than a clown. It looks like a it looks like a vampire. It really is. It totally looks like a little Nosferatu Dracula-like doll. And it's creepy, it though. And it was dope. I'm like, I want one. <laughs> I want one. They're so cool looking. And I love the fact when it's staring... It's like staring at her down on the floor, and then it's just bleeding green goop fucking all over the place so and then his head sick. just kind of folds and then it back. starts to like fucking vibrate back and forth and then these little like ghoulie hands come out yeah and all uh, like from the mouth i think part i don't remember fur. i know i, I think it ripped so it in cool. half or something it, it did, eventually it did but it was so cool and then it just then like, you never see it again and it's just it. gone and you that's don't even it. really get to see her death no you, you don't see her death and you don't see a lot of their deaths essentially it alludes to it but you don't actually see it happen right and then all of a sudden 
cue towards the end where you see them they get all resummoned gathered in the kkk fucking uniforms <laughs> Kinda, that they're yeah. wearing these like white pointed sheet heads and white gowns it's the weirdest shit i'm like wow that look okay and they don't walk like they no, the, they're slumped over like they're the dead satanic the leader who came back from the dead because he summoned uh these demons or whatever and he also summons these two little people no, who are wearing like these little fucking uh helmets i love them and they were kind of interesting and cool and fun and they were like you know not necessarily good or bad. They kind of just were servants. Which both of those actors are dead now. Really? You One, looked into it? The woman died, I think, in 1990, and I think the male died in 89-ish. Wow. They were pretty roughly. cool, man. I like them. They were awesome. They reminded me of like, these little rat people. Yeah. <laughs> That's and really fucked up. That's not. But I'm that's, just kidding. I'm they make <laughs> them look that way. They gave them these. I big think they were rats. Teeth. I, I think, think they were supposed to be like a part rat, part human. Yeah. And but they were cool. Like they were really fun characters. <laughs> you I didn't even them. laugh. I was totally kidding. I know. You're like, don't say that don't shit. Don't say that shit, you fucking asshole. <laughs> wow, dude. Like you've like Fuck. really fucked that up. You I'm really fucked that up. <laughs> so what do you think of this movie, though? Like I. Mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it more it than was, a lot of movies we've watched recently oh, huh? fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck yes it was better than any of the full moon movies we've watched right this month with the exception of hideous because hideous and, was fun to me and that was what started it all for a lot however of it. yeah but it i liked it a lot more than i anticipated to enjoy it yeah but i had fun with it it had a lot of really cool elements to it sure Story was a little muddy at times, um, a little predictable at times, but I still enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. And, and it was did well enough. Obviously, they made Fuck some yeah, good dude. money. If that's correct, like, holy balls. If they it's, spent one million and made yeah. 35. And if it started full moon and like Charles Band, like whole thing, like it, it like kicked it off. And uh, I mean, he struggled. He made some had some hard times through that whole thing and he had to sell off the franchise. Mm hmm. Uh, but it did make a sequel, so I think this is probably the best time to just jump right into that yeah. shit. So why don't you kick it so, out? All right. So we have next was Ghoulies 2, which was released in 1988. The general idea behind this movie is the ghoulies wreak havoc at an amusement park, disposing of those who mistake them for mere fairground attractions. Booyah. Oh, yeah. In Satan's den. And so, well, yeah, so basically they kind of find home in Satan's Den, which is the haunted house attraction yeah. in this carnival. Um, so the characters, um, a, co a quick run through of some of the major actors from this film. Um, first was uh, Royal Dano, who played Uncle Ned. Which I love him. Who He is fantastic. Um, he's, and uh, he's the guy who's like, uh, Pooh Bear! In fucking yeah. killer clowns. He's like, Pooh oh. Bear! I have to actually have to take it back just just a quick second. Oh, the director, the directors, um, Albert Band, <laughs> which is Charles Band's daddy. Charles, oh, daddy, um, should we talk about some other stuff that he's no, no, done? No, no, yeah, definitely go over um, some of this stuff. He's done Robot Wars, Doctor Morbid, um, Dracula's Dog. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a weird. lot of just like kind of random fun movies. Um, I bury the living, the which is like guns. original from like the seventies. Oh yeah, um, actually, the, I bury the living's from nineteen fifty eight. Uh, was it? It was pretty old. I know that. 58. Yeah, I didn't look. Yeah. Um, there's, he's done a lot of kind of like obscure shit that a lot right. of people haven't heard about or heard of. It's cool that his um, dad was doing that, though. It's awesome. That's badass. Um, it was also, there's three writers that are credited for this film, um, which are Charlie Dolan. 
for the story, Dennis Paoli for the screenplay, and Luca um, Brocovici for the characters. Yeah. Who actually ended up being uncredited. Well, that's because the, because the first movie, he had already come up with the characters. So that's when they say that. That's usually, right. typically. Even though the characters are vastly different for Ghoulies too. But mm-hmm. anyways. Well, Charlie Dolan really never did anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's the funny part about that. <laughs> I mean, no offense to the guy, but he really never did anything else. Okay, so... So, do you have... Do Dennis you have Paoli, he, he actually uh, wrote for Castle Freak. He also did... Quite a few fucking H.P. Lovecraft screenplay movies. Screenplay for Reanimator. Yeah, he did Reanimator, From Beyond, mm-hmm. Meridian, Pit and the Pendulum. So oh, he, I love Pit... I'm sorry. Yeah. I love Pit and the Pendulum. And the producers for this was all band influence and then Frank Hildebrand. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the special effects guy, though, in this, I've been trying to do more special effects guys because mm-hmm. I feel like they never get the, the light of day they at don't. all. So Gino Crognali, who did work on Troll from Beyond, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He's worked with KMB effects uh, a lot, and he even worked on In the Mouth of Madness, which we covered. And it's look, look, it all ties into Toby Hooper. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Like somehow. How do we do this every Three week? degrees of Toby <laughs> Hooper or some shit? Like Three one degree? Three degrees of Toby Hooper. <laughs> but go ahead. Tell the cast. Um, so I'm going to start it off with Royal Dennett, who is actually credited as an actor in 192 films. Yeah. Um, some that you guys may know him better for was he was in the Twin Peaks TV series as Judge Clinton Sternwood. Um, he's also in Spaced Invaders, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I don't know if you've ever heard of Cocaine Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. He's in Chips, the TV series. He's just, I think, in one episode. He was also in House um, one, or 2. Yes. He is in a ton of shit. He Little was the House Gramps. The he is in so many fucking movies. Was. And it was, unfortunately. Yeah, sadly, he died in 74, was it? Or? Yeah, he was 94, old sorry. Fuck. 94. Um, but as I stated, he was credited for over 192 movies. I believe the last one he starred in was called The Dark Half in 93. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was um, with uh, Charles... No, not Charles Bronson. It's the guy from the one of the last Bond, James Bond guys who did The Living Daylights and... Uh, uh... He was in the dark half. I just can't think of his name. Yeah, I'm thinking. Is it what's his name? I don't think it's the same one. I don't watch the James Bond movies. It's Charles but I know something. Michael or... Rooker is in that movie too. Oh, in dark half. Or... Um, yeah, he's in that. But and then it's Michael Rooker and Timothy Hutton. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting no, you. Okay. I just like all this extra information. It's fine. I totally appreciate it. Um, also, it starred um actor Damon Martin who played Larry. Damon Martin's also in Amityville. It's about time. Um, 21 Jump Street, the TV series. He's in Freddy's Nightmares, the TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, and he also also was the executive producer on the remake of Night of the Demons. Oh, you're right. So he helped put that together, the one with, uh, what's his name, from Terminator 2 and mm-hmm. Brain Scan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of his name. My brain is dead lately, guys. So we also had Phil Fondacaro. I could be saying it wrong, but I feel like I'm not. Who played Sir Nigel? Sir Nigel Pennywise. Sir Nigel Pennywise. <laughs> um, he is great. He most recently has been in a film called Devil Dolls, which came out in 2012. I believe it was a straight-to-video release. He's in Evil Bong. He is also in not a horror movie, but he's in The Polar Express. <laughs> oh yeah. 
um, was in Walker, Texas Ranger, the TV series. He's done the movie Sideshow in 2000. A lot of different TV series he's been a part of, but he's been in a lot of films. Do you have one that you can think of? Yeah, one of my biggest like? ones that I always remember him is Troll. Because yes. he was one of the guys and then the neighbors who like knew about the creatures and then mm-hmm. the creatures thought he was like one of them. Yes. And so they turned him into a troll. Uh, but I always remember that him from that and something uh, Wicked This Way Comes. Yes. Uh, so. He's also in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. He's been in... Oh, and he was in Land of the Dead as the pimp. Yeah! Like the, the guy that ran the like zombie fight things. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Jay Downing, who played P. Hardwin, who was the piece of shit in the movie. He's done a lot of TV. Walk-ons. Walk-on roles. <laughs> yeah. He's usually like a bit character kind of in each series. He's Which most, is weird. I didn't think he was he, that bad. He was. I mean, he had a, a role. He was a character in Dexter. Was he? He was. He only one episode. Huh. Um, and I I struggled to even remember it. I didn't and I think had, he was I that had bad to, actor. I had, no, he's not. But I had to go back and like rewatch the episode of Dexter that, he, that, that he's in. Because really? I don't remember him at all. And he's in a ton of TV shows as like a one-bit walk-on role that I was like, what the fuck? I don't remember this guy at all. Criminal Minds, Law & Order LA. He's in Charlie's Angels, the TV series. He's in Lie to Me, CSI Miami. I think another one of the CSI, he's just in small bit roles for everything. So. I thought he played a really good scummy dirtbag kind of guy. Big Love, too, if you've ever watched Big Love. I, I know of it. I haven't seen it. Um, my husband's like loves that show. He's big, in it, big on that show. But he's mostly like a TV actor nowadays or mm-hmm. like TV movie actor. So, and then I think I have two more that I want to talk about for this. Um, Carrie Ramsen, who played Nicole. Right. She was in, again, she's another one that does a lot of TV <laughs> movies, but she's also Maggie in Pumpkinhead. Right. She, that was her bigger role. Yes. Um, out of, you know, definitely in comparison to the two. She was also in the TV series for 21 Jump Street, and she was on Family Ties for an episode as well. And she was in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Not the best one to be a part of. But... Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that had a lot of people in it because of the party scene. Yes. But you know what? She was there. So um, <laughs> the infamous dance scene. Yeah. In part two. But then anyway. again, the rest are all kind of walk on TV series roles that she's been a part of, but she hasn't actually done anything since. She's really proud of this movie, too. As she should be. She was yeah. great in it. Yeah. She was pretty good. She was a fun character to have on board. Um, and then last but not least, I have to include him because I love him. We have Sasha Jensen, Aha! who plays Teddy, <laughs> who is most widely known for his role as Don in Dazed and Confused. Right. And Buffy. And we talked yeah. about him, which I, again, another weird tie-in that we have because he is in, he plays Grueler in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. movie that we talked about two weeks ago. Yeah, it's so weird, like, seeing him in two movies that we just watched, like, recently, just, like, that I completely forgot he was in. Did you know he's in Halloween 4? Uh-uh, no. He plays Brady. Let's break this movie down a little bit more. Ghoulies 2. Let's okay. get back on track. I loved the creatures. Okay. Like the ghoulies in this movie. They showcased Were them. showcased better. They were more elaborate. Right. And they just, it was more focused, well, we said showcased, but I mean, it was more focused on them. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. And it was so much fun. They were so much smarter in this one and they really just ruled everything yeah and it i i absolutely really liked this one ghoulies 2 to me was a fucking win yeah i like it some people there's people out there that don't like it um, i mean i can see why they wouldn't but i did 
I liked it more. It was more fast paced, more interesting to me. Well, and in the breakdown of this, like what happens in this story is essentially it it's supposed to take place after the first movie. Somehow, like some other Satanist got a hold of the ghoulies and then someone's like some priest steals the ghoulies from the Satanists, hides in like a garage and finds a very cartoonish vat of toxic waste in the middle of a garage of a car it's terrible car garage like why terrible why would there be toxic waste i mean yeah it would be waste like oil and gasoline maybe but why would it be just bubbling anyway totally cartoonish there but he drops them into this vat thinking it's going to kill them and one of the flying ghoulies comes and bites him on the neck and kills him. Then all the other ghoulies crawl out of the toxic waste. And they seem kind of bigger at this point. Like it they seems grew. They, they seem thicker and more, um, I don't know, bigger. Well, the puppetry hairier. became a little bit more robust. But the guy who made them yes. or who was tasked with the, the, the job of like refurbishing the old ones from four years before said he didn't really do too too much except for add a little bit more hair and like stuff but it looked different different it did every single one of them including the little toilet water ghoulies right look completely different yeah look at more they look bigger they look cleaner they look dirtier grungier like they just looked better the fishy water one kind of had like a weird like he almost looked like somebody an actor and i can't think of what (laughs) his name is i was like dude that's like what's his name you know i was making jokes the whole fucking time (laughs) but yeah (laughs) i just thought i thought i think what it is is that they showed more of the creatures up close it was more uh, like up close shots whereas in the first one it was more kind of like wider shots like they weren't like it's almost like they were trying not to show too much of it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I liked it a lot more on that respect. But these ghoulies get on the truck. They eventually like because a truck stops by. It's a it's a running circus or carnival, excuse me. Uh, these guys who run Satan's Den on this truck and they travel from carnival to carnival for this haunted attraction. And they stop at this gas station where these ghoulies happen to be. And they just killed this dude. They get on the truck and they ride into the next carnival in town. Because he's so like, unex- like unexplainably leaves the gate or the back door of the truck unlocked. Right, which like, is they weird. They only like pan focus super severely into the like unattached padlock. Yeah, why would he leave it unlocked? I thought about that too. You fucking piece of shit. Like you know how much shit you have in the back of that truck. Right, I'm gonna steal that fucking shit. Like I would. <laughs> It was just I mean, really weird if choice. If I'm some piece of shit teenager, I'm going to steal that shit. And I love how he just like walks around. It's Royal Dano. I mean, he's a drunk, so. What was he called? The, the Uncle Ned. What? Uncle Ned. Uncle Ned, the great something, though. Oh, his He like, was a magician. Magician name? It was like a failed uh, magician. Um, It was... Oh, the Great Fosto. The Great the Fausto. Fausto. The Great Fausto. I'll, I'll have you know, I remembered that on my own. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, <laughs> After I, trying to figure that out for like 20 years and talking about ICP. <laughs> Royal Dano is is kind of like a... He's pretty good at being kind of like a drunken old man in a way. He's Although great. he's he's never really a drunk, so to speak, but he does a really good job at it. I'm going to make this bottle disappear. Yeah. Want to see drunk. a trick? I'll make this bottle disappear. <laughs> he's a drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this movie, he is for sure. Oh, yeah. But he wasn't. I don't think he was a big alcoholic in the uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Not that I remember. He was just like, boo, bear. 
<laughs> I don't know. I love saying that. I love that movie. But anyway, so they go into town. The carnival, you know, they're hiding out in this Satan's Den, a uh, little fucking haunted attraction at the carnival, and it's one of their. It's one of the ones that everybody there feels like is like the heart of the carnival, the the traveling carnival that they belong to. And uh, Sir Nigel uh, is part of that and Royal Dano's character and then Royal Dano's nephew uh, who comes along to tag along for the summer to help him out, kind of get him back on track, I think, because he was like a troubled kid, right? Uh, well, he went with him for the summer. Yeah, I know he went with him yeah, for the summer, they but don't uh, necessarily allude to the fact that he's really a troubled kid. But you kind of right. get the idea that he probably is, right? Because they're not like you were hooked on crack or whatever. No. Like, but he definitely. And he wanted to help out his his uncle or whatever. He definitely goes he, with his uncle for the summer to he under the idea that he's going to be able to learn from the great Fausto, right? Like, Some magic and shit. Right. Exactly. Right. He just seemed like a troubled kid a little bit. A little bit. Even though he was kind of a nice guy. He was a nice guy. I like his character. You come to find out one of the characters is like this corporate guy who owns the traveling circus, technically. Huh? Harden. Yeah, Harden. He he basically is like, hey, guys, you're going to have to pick up your axe or get the fuck out of town because we're trying to make money. You need to bring up your sales, essentially, or you're fucking done. And Satan's Den is the lowest ranking as far as bringing in the money yeah they've been losing a lot of money because yeah. partially because royal dano's character the great fausto is a drunk, <laughs> is a drunk and he's kind of just old and run down from the whole thing he's disenfranchised by the magic of the carnival anymore that he used to love mm-hmm. and i think uh the kid tries to kind of re-inspire that in him and so while they're like downtrodden by this news and trying to do the best, but they know that they can't make this money, they they try to figure out some way to try to attract people. And one of the ideas the kid has, why don't you do your old magic tricks? And that's when he was says, oh, I'll make this magic, this bottle, bottle disappear. disappear. <laughs> like some asshole. Yes. That's what I'd say. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought it was funny, though. It was funny. I, I just love Royal Dano. I don't know what it is about him. I just love he's that guy. Great. It sucks he passed away. He's 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 just like one of those small actors that I just loved, like seeing in movies. He was pretty old, though. Yeah, so, he was. I mean, anything he's any like film or any photo that he's credited to for any of his like professional acting pages is from like the seventies. Right. So, yeah. It's old. <laughs> but I always remember him from the stuff from the 80s, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's other stuff, I but... feel like most people do. Right. But, know. so, while this is happening and they're trying to, like, get this Satan's Den up up and up to snuff to make all this money so that they can stay in the traveling carnival or lose everything, they decide that they're going to do this magic trick, but then all of a sudden when they have their opening night, they realize that there's something going on and they don't know what it is. And they just were like, oh, shit, it must be we're popping off for some reason. And it's because the ghoulies are in there like killing people. So people are seeing like live murder. Right. And they think it's like cool as shit. Well, it was he actually uh, Royal Dano's character as Uncle Ned or the great Fausto. Right. Actually summoned the coolies he thinks he thinks he does in his like drunken stupor he thinks he summons the ghoulies and from an incantation from an incantation (laughs) that he like makes up as he's doing he's practicing to do his magic routine i believe right 
And so he believes he summons these demons and he calls upon his nephew and he calls... You mean the, the little person, Nigel? No, I'm not going to take the little person. Why can't we be, say that? Oh, fuck it, whatever. The little person. That's the proper PC term. I guess it is. I don't know. The the little guy, the little Nigel, guy, uh, who's fucking awesome. Sir Nigel awesome. Pennywise, who's fantastic. Yeah, he's got... Whatever. dude, and, and he's got like the most like beautiful hairy wrists that he I've does. ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so he like calls upon them after he thinks he summons these demons to come check him out, and I'm pretty sure they right. hide under like a fake bottom drawer in this like chest or whatever. So like they come and he, they don't see them, so they think he's just drunk as fuck. And then like nephew yell, yells at him, and they get into a tiff, and then like that's it for that right. scene. And then I think it's shortly after that that no, it's the next night. It's after they make all this money the first night when. Um, oh yeah, they don't know why yet. It was all in the same night, I think, or first couple nights. Right, but he, yeah, I don't know if we should say it because I don't want to necessarily spoil it. Essentially, for people who haven't seen it because it's pretty fun. So, well, everything mayhem starts to happen. Which yeah, people come into the place, but it's pretty cool. Like I, I really, honestly, now we can get into our thoughts. Really, Yay. but I think I really think that this one is. Uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed this one a lot. I think it's probably the best of the two. Agreed. Although you have to appreciate the first one. Um, it doesn't really matter if you see the first or second one. It Really, to be honest, the only time it really will matter is when you get to the third and fourth one, which are pretty much not ones that a lot of people like. No, they're pretty much independent movies. Yeah, they're like completely different people altogether. Uh, who put them together, and they got really ridiculous. And fourth one's, like, serious, I, from what I remember, and the third one's, like, just over-the-top ridiculous. I mean, it's called Ghoulies Go to College. Right, really so. ridiculous. Like, they're all ridiculous, but this, the third one's, like, the really... Especially ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but what Extra. did you think, though? I mean, you like it? Uh, I loved it. Yeah. It's my favorite of the two. There's a lot of really cool shit that happens. A lot right? of really cool shit. And like, do you know that there was, a, there was a rated R version of this, right? It was. Yeah. And they actually have, you can find it, I believe, the unedited version that has, like, more gore and, like, severed limbs mm -hmm. and shit. You can actually find it if you look for it. Well, it's on Scream Factories, but they didn't yeah. add it in the movie. Right, but it's, like, it's separate. I wish they would have. It seems stupid that they don't do, like, a director's cut kind of, like, that's idea. That's something that really annoys me. One of the, and guys, if you know what I'm talking about this, you may not know the movie, but it's called... Rabid Grannies. Trauma <laughs> Trauma did a distribution of it and it's cut to fuck. Okay? They cut out all the parts and they like, oh, here's the extras. So you have the extras. It's like, why are is there some sort of legal thing that you're not allowed to release this movie like completely uncut? And I would think Trauma could have the right. Right. So for Rabid Grannies, I had to buy the German import in order to get it fully uncut. And Trauma has this Blu-ray, and they put it out, they've put out like two different versions of it, and it's still uncut, or it's still cut. That's crazy to me. It really pisses me off. So why Trauma gives a fuck. <laughs> well, I don't know, it must be some legal bullshit. If you be. guys know why that is, why they do shit like that, it really irritates me. It, it has to be, especially with like in regards to Trauma. Nobody wants to see the fucking cut version. They always want to see the uncut. uncut. Why would you not give them the fully 
Same thing with Dead Alive. You'll never see a fucking full version of Dead Alive here in America. Mm-hmm. In order to see the full uncut, you have to buy a DVD, a PAL version DVD, which I own, from like another country in order to see the fully uncut. But they have a Blu-ray, but it's all it's the cut version, the uncut cut version. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. It's the Sorry. uncut cut version. I didn't mean to d- d- derail us there, but... Do I get to do my favorite scene? Uh, well, we haven't gotten there yet. We got a lot of I trivia. Did. We were on that part. No, we were talking about our thoughts on it. Whatever. Suck my dick. Go. <laughs> Give me your trivia. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I, I want to say that the, the puppets in this seem like they got much bigger, much better. There's way more personality in them. I feel like the creatures are a whole. They are like the, the, the top of the chain of the whole plot of the story. There is none of this side bullshit with mommy, daddy, or daddy baby boo boo fucking mm-hmm. bullshit it's like ghoulies time like yes. this is where the this is technically to me where the ghoulies finally get to shine yes and i'm is... blown away why people go oh i hate this one it no, blows me away this is what the first one should have been well i mean i don't want to shit on the first one but i'm not gonna shit on the first one but this is what if you the want first ghoulies been. this is the it's one called ghoulies there should be more ghoulies in both of these movies and the first one they're very short right like you don't <laughs> no get pun a lot intended of inter- yeah you don't get a lot of interaction <laughs> shut up you don't get a lot of interaction with them essentially like you get some but it's not enough no. but in ghoulies 2 it's just primarily them and yeah. it's awesome like you get such a better introduction to like the ghoulie characters right then and you don't even need a story behind them. You and get a great idea of who each one of them is, and you barely get to spend time with them, but you still get a good idea. It's really, right. really well done. And I really think that I wish Charles hadn't sold it. I agree because I mean I'm sure he would have like gotten to like Ghoulies Ten, and it would have been like some shit house fucking production Stoner like Stoner movie. <laughs> yeah, like we're like Ghoulies getting high and shit with yeah. like. With like uh, evil bong and shit like that. I would have watched it. It's like Psycho Circus versus Ghoulies versus like, I'm sure it would have gone there. But either still, I still would have liked to see his third version of this. Um, But yeah, that's what we think about that in particular. This was, like I said, the last entry in the Ghoulies series for Charles Band. Uh, As we mentioned before, Band had to sell the rights in order to get money to try to save Empire Pictures, which was really struggling financially at the time, I guess. Uh, You know, and and one or two good movies can't save an entire company, necessarily. Um, But did you know that the entire set of the carnival was indoors? Really? Yep. That was an entirely in-set they had all That's those. Crazy. Yeah, it's huge. That's insane to me because you don't get that sense at all. Right. Well, Charles Band's been known to take a lot of the movies to Italy because it's cheaper. He likes the work ethic of the people that that do the movies there. They like take a lot of pride in the movies that they do. And he, he I think he even owns a castle <laughs> in Italy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I mean, want to own a castle, right? <laughs> um. But they, a lot of the actors, because of this, actually spoke Italian, huh. and a lot of the people had to get flown in from like America, like the two little annoying kids oh. that piss you off in the beginning. You know, what I, I like mean? the little one. The older one's so fucking annoying. That was the one that they actually interviewed in the extras, mm. and he was like, he's like a like a Ken Poe um, like sensei. Yeah. <laughs> and like he still does it to this day, but he's so proud that he was in that movie. He said it was like all the like cool kids, like Sasha and everybody got to go out and have fun in Italy while I had to sit there like 
everybody was my parents. Because he's like 12. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, like, what's the legal drinking age in Italy? Like 16? I'm sure he probably snuck something in. Oh, I'm sure. But at the (laughs) time, he's probably like 12 years old. But they probably had to watch him like a hawk because... Child abduction. Yeah, or something. (laughs) Something. I don't know. They don't want to get sued for that shit. Not like like I'm saying they do that heavily in Italy. Yeah. (laughs) What are you trying to say, Brittany? Suck my dick, Alex. (laughs) I'm trying to say. Uh, Gino Crognali refurbished a lot of the old creatures, like I mentioned, but uh, they did remake a few of them that were beyond damaged. So some of them may look bigger because of that. I know I kind of briefly went over that, but I I forgot to mention that they actually did remake them, some of them. Oh, you can, you can tell. Like, I think the I flying one was Half like remade. Half of them remade. seemed new to me. Right. Well, they, there was a lot of creatures the that you didn't one see again. Is completely different. Yeah. I don't remember the flying one from the first one at all. Yeah. I, I do, but I I, don't. they didn't really show it much. I think there was a flying one. Then like the weird cat one. Oh, I remember that. I don't remember hooves. him at all. With the little hooves. Yeah. And then the like crocodile type one. I don't remember the crocodile he one. He was not in the first yeah. one at all. And he's on the poster for the second one. He was in it, but he just didn't have as big a beak. In the first one? I think. I don't know. I'd have to... Now I gotta rewatch it now just to make sure. I like, don't remember him his him at all. And I don't remember the weird cat thing with the hooves either in the first one. No. <laughs> I not at all. I kind of do. I don't at all. I remember the toilet ones and like all the water creature things that sounded like little babies. And there was two like... Well, there they was like a like rat babies, looking one. And they sounded like babies. And then I remember the rat looking one. And the rat looking one was super enhanced in the second one. Yeah. And they did some other bulkier one, but I yeah. don't remember... Well, whatevs. Um, they were cool as fuck. It doesn't right. matter. <laughs> the the girl that you like so much, Carrie Remsen, mm-hmm. she was and actually Nicole. yeah, she was actually having a fucking hard time at the end when they were shooting the scene where spoiler alert, the large ghoulie comes to kill all the other ghoulies. She said that she kept laughing. <laughs> I would have too. It's yeah, like she said stupid. that they were getting really mad at her, uh, <laughs> that they were really pissed that she was laughing about this the big bully. I like her so much. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I just couldn't help it. She's like, so they had to keep retaking it like a lot, like 20 times. But I like, I sympathize with that because I feel like that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so fucking stupid. She like, said when cool, they looked through the just, window. Yes. And she, she said, if, if you catch, <laughs> you can see a little bit of a smirk. That's terrible. <laughs> that fucking giant coolie is so stupid. Yeah, I loved that. I loved it too, but it was so dumb. I don't know. We'll get into not that, that though. Not just not an idea that just its character was so dumb. It was just dumb. oh, I see what you mean. Stupid. It's just so stupid. But like, it's the dumbest of all the ghoulie characters. Like, is the big giant one. That they, well, that he's they big summon. and dumb. That's why. Right. So he's like a big dumb giant troll thing, and he's just stupid as fuck. But I don't, I don't know. He was cool looking, but at the same time, he was just... Mm. I would have laughed, too, if I was there, is all I'm saying. Do you remember the song in the in the second one? Scream until you like oh, it! That he's, that he's playing on, his, on yeah. his tunes? It's Wasp. On his tunes? W-A-S-P. W-A-S-P. I don't remember what it is, but I believe that Wasp was like a Christian metal band. Are they... What? I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that... I'd be surprised if any band from the eighties. I'm pretty old, so. (laughs) But the the song is like "Scream until you like it." You'll never. It'll never let you go. Scream until you like it. But I think 
like if you just listen to the words without context, kind of sounds rapey. <laughs> it sounds extremely rapey, right? But it's I think what they were trying to do is make a song that was more about like riding a ride, right? Scream until you like it, and they're in a carnival, so it's like makes absolute sense. Makes perfect sense. But yeah, if you listen to that song it's by itself, it does sound really rapey. rapey I was as like fuck. I was cuz it it plays in the menu of the Scream Factory part 2 release. And so it just I had it on repeat because I was like taking notes. And then rapey. it started like and I was like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this guy talking about? That's not very Christian." Scream until you like it. Scream until you like yeah. it. Scream until you like it. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, uh, that's not the case, by the Shit way, guys. Shit just got weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rapecast. We just got really rapey as fuck. Yeah. Continue. Uh, <laughs> the ending was actually rewritten on the set. Mm-hmm. So, I want, I, they didn't explain what the original ending was going to be. Mm-mm. So, I'm kind of curious what that would have been like. So am I. I'm, I'm like really curious to find out what the original ending was supposed to be. I like I, the big one, though. I, I that like was cool. the main ending, too. It was fun. Are you talking about the big Yeah, big the, big, the big water ghoulie? It was, I was really curious as how they were going to end the whole thing. It's ridiculous. So, way too big an explosion, It was way, by the way. bigger than I thought. It was gonna, way different that. than I thought it was going to be. For the ending to like complete that off, like, and they summon this like giant ghoulie. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, like, no, it was played by Ernie Hudson, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to throw you off. No, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it was funny. No, Ernie Hudson was not in the movie. Who was your favorite Ghostbuster? <laughs> Ghoulies. Let's make the ghoulie. Let's, let's make the big ghoulie after that guy. Yeah. And then that's that's how well, that it was, happened. You know, that oh was Charles God. Band's homage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> By the way, one last little trivia bit. Did you catch the homage to Return of the Living Dead? I did. Did you? I did. Yeah, the cover, the original cover of the Return of the Living Dead is in the. Yeah, it's on the tr- like the trailer or something, right? Yeah, it's like inside the trailer the- yeah. in glow-in-the-dark paint. Yes, it was fucking tits. Like, I, was I was like, oh, so shit. I was so excited about that, because it's like the the main character that was getting ready to leave, like packed all their bags and was like leaving or whatever, and they walked past right. it. Right. Yeah. I said that to Christina. I was like, oh, did you see that? And she was like, what? <laughs> but she's like half the time on her goddamn phone when we watch movies. Goddamn it, Christina. Goddamn fucking phone. Goddamn fucking phone. All right, so who gets to do their favorite scenes first? Me. Oh, okay. You did your favorite scene first last time. No, you did. Oh, I did. Then you do. <laughs> then you go first. Uh, well. Just fucking. Oh, there was a couple. There's so I have so many written down here. Like the first one was really hard to come up with some. The second one, however, there was one. I'm just going to go over little ones in order. Just do it. I have. There was a scene where one of the girls who works at one of the other um, attractions. The belly dancer. She was. I think she was one of the belly dancers, and she was like, "Have you seen my little muffy?" Oh, and some guy's yes. like, "Who hasn't?" He's like the strong man. <laughs> the strong man yeah. guy, yeah. And he meant it genuinely. And she's like. Shut up, you know, like... Shut up, me and my cat. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. You know what I mean. (laughs) And I'll just name one more just because it's a quick one. Do it. When uh, Royal Dano's character pulls the creature out from a hat and slaps it against the wall. (laughs) Dude, I lost that. Dude, I lost it. Because he's like... (laughs) He throws it and how it hits the wall. (laughs) It's like so lifeless. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, I don't know. It just seems fucked up. <laughs> like, you just got to throw the goddamn thing. And how do you know it was even evil? Like, he just threw it. Yes. <laughs> so I, do you remember I died. That? I fucking died. I'm like at the gym, like working out, watching this shit. And I'm like, bah! what the fuck? And I have like 10 people looking at me like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? Why is the elliptical so funny? <laughs> oh, so good. I like. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, one of my favorite scenes is there. It's this like punching bag game. Oh yeah. And it's like this little shrimpy guy, kind of like trying to do it, and he's barely moving the little spinny like. Right. Um, how, uh, how pounds? How many pounds how are hitting many pound, it? Whatever it is, like the gauge mm-hmm. that measures it. And then this big, like, random bald guy comes up, and what does he say? Like, move it, like, I don't know. I don't remember, yeah, it was kind of dickish. Specifically, he says to him, but it's along the lines of move it, like, tiny guy or whatever. Step aside, buddy. Step aside, puny bitch, or, like, it's not that, but it's, like, something along those lines. It's like, I'll fuck you. And then it's like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) I'll I'll fuck you. Fuck you, silly. (laughs) And then, like, his stupid girlfriend is just like, nah like a blonde and dumb in the background yeah. anyway he comes up and they're like you've got to wear a glove and he's like i don't gotta do shit <laughs> and he puts it on anyway though no he doesn't you sure he doesn't put the glove on he doesn't do it and so he punches the thing and then he like gets a super high score and he punches it again and gets a super high score and then one of those fucking ghoulies is like watching him the whole time and then like the girlfriend gets to pick the prize and she picks this like dumbass like duck thing yeah it looks out like of a all 50 the, cent thing out of all the cool shit that's on that wall yeah well she not picks a lot. This, there's like a car thing though and like a box like there's some cool stuff back there like okay. you really look at it she picks this dumbass like duck julian things like you ha 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 and then they go like to walk away and she bends down. Meantime, Ghoulie thing is getting into the glove. The cat one, right? The cat one yeah. is getting into the glove. And the girlfriend chick like bends down to tie her shoe or whatever the fuck she does. And the ghoulie just like miraculously goes flying across the air. <laughs> yeah. And punches the dude in the back of the head and knocks him the fuck out. Dude, the glove is like five times it's the size huge. of someone's head. Like, no one would wear that glove. Like, yeah. who would fit in that glove? It's ridiculous. It like, was weird that they chose to do that. It was so stupid. It was but very comical. But it was comical. so funny. And then he just like flies across and like knocks this dude the fuck out. <laughs> and then like the gloves fall, glove falls on the ground. The ghoulie crawls out of it and he's like out of it too and he's just like <laughs> you know what's <laughs> what funny the fuck is happening you know what i wonder is if that guy who punched the bag was actually up for grabs as the strong man as well probably because he looks much more like a strong man than the strong man. yeah because he had the mustache and the bald head yeah. which is a very typical trope of the strong man absolutely and the other guy didn't look like a strong man guy anyway but they just picked him he anyway probably read his lines better Probably he was probably a better actor or cheaper. I bet you that. that I bet you that I, was a thing. I can see that. Yeah. Um, should we also talk about what probably is our collectively favorite scene? I don't know. Let me see. Let me see what I got because I got like three or four more. It happens in uh, a trailer. Well, to the asshole. No. Are you kidding me? Uh, tell That's... me it. I don't know what it is. Are you serious? It's when what's his name Rankin or whatever. Like the. The bad guy, Harden. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. Come Sorry, on. I totally didn't even... That's like one of the most iconic scenes of the whole fucking movie. Yeah, no, it, it, it gets you in the end. 
Yeah, literally. It crawled like, straight up his asshole. And, and, like, yeah, and spoiler alert if you don't already know, guys, but the first movie didn't have anybody getting eaten in the ass by a fucking ghoulie. They may have, but it was off camera. But this time, <laughs> this time. The ghoulies. They ate didn't some show ass. his asshole or scrumdiddly ums getting all fucking snibble snappled up with the fucking <laughs> ghoulie groove teeth. What the fuck are you even saying? <laughs> I'm just spitting words out. <laughs> Ghoulie groove teeth? You don't know what that is? So finally, the toilet ghoulie gets his day, and he gets his in the end, and he comes up in this glorious fashion and just, like, eats this. He tosses this dude's salad mm. on the toilet, and it's glorious. I love salad. And all you hear, the pan out to the outside of the trailer, and he's just like, <laughs> it's, it's Fabulous. Yeah, that was a pretty good. I mean, that scene really did freak me out as a younger kid. It, me too. Because like, I was 11 years old. The funny thing is that I don't remember watching this movie until recently, but I remember that scene. Yeah. And there's that scene, and there's another movie that I don't remember what it is, but there's another movie where something similar to that happens too. But it's like a weird alien type creature that comes up. You're thinking of Dreamcatcher. Yes! Yeah. Oh my god, thank you! I've been struggling <laughs> for that with that for fucking uh, yeah. literal years. I'm pretty weird about knowledge about oh, that But dumb it's like shit. a weird alien thing, right? That comes across and like kind of splits him open or whatever yeah, on the toilet. Yeah, he shits it out and then it kills him. Yeah. Because oh. he gets sick. Those, I, I, that's the only scene I really remember from that yeah, movie because I good saw scene. it when I was a little, little, little kid. Yeah. <laughs> so like that and this movie, like those are the two scenes that I remember from being really, really, really little. And yeah. that's, that shit, and I was one of those kids that's that was Stephen like, goddamn terrified, afraid to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> and those are I would two good literally ones to like pull it up and like examine and make sure there's nothing in there. And then there was another episode of like some fucking, I don't know, it was like a cop show or whatever where there was like a snake that was in the toilet yeah um which happens a lot when they're trying to escape cold or whatever the oh, fuck they they're doing. The they, they climb through the piping Ugh. and they end up in like a toilet and shit um anyways i'll snaggle tooth on your balls <laughs> or scrum de leoms poor little snakes no snaggle tooth <laughs> yeah, fuck that um but yeah i don't know it was, i, oh, I remember that from like just a little kid like i don't i don't know i i watched it and i'm like oh my god <laughs> That's one of my terrors from a child from childhood. <laughs> and then that and now the other one that you finally solved the goddamn mystery for right. for it. I'm like, fuck, now I need to rewatch that. Did you did you get this do you remember that when the kids when they first come in and they're like, This place sucks? It kind of pissed me off. Like, it's I was like, shut one. up, you little fuckers. Like, you know I always hate little kids in horror movies. Yeah, I don't know why, but they just these ones just extra extra special. It's- Pissed me older off. One. It's like fuck you, you little brats. No, it's oh, it's plastic. But, but then like, they, oh my god, but fuck then you. They, but then they all get kind of sort of excited after that about over. it when they when one of the demons spits all that green shit on them, and then they bring people back and point out that the demons screaming rats, 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 and then uh, two of the ghoulies high five. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that shit made me crack up. so cute. It was like, yeah! I have that as a fucking gif. (laughs) Oh, the high five? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that shit's so funny to me. It was so cute. Oh, they're called BBs. I mean, there was... Isn't it like the crocodile one and the cat one? What? That high five. I think you might be right. Yeah. I think that's... No, because the crocodile has shorter arms. Whatever. Don't make fun of his little gimp arms. One of them. They were like high five. So the though. one overextended to reach his little baby arms. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Do you remember that? Well, I mean, there's a couple other scenes that I really like, too. Um, I basically like this whole movie. I do really like this movie a lot. Um, when the little bald fish ghoulie thingy pulls the pin on the ride and the people go flipping into the air <laughs> into the other like fucking ride and it explodes <laughs> like what the f- is this a gas powered fucking like that's what I thought I'm like, how the fuck Jesus. does that happen <laughs> but who cares because it was beautiful but dude how it goes flipping off so like violently it was so funny to me like yeah I died then the then there's the clown in the drunk tank that gets his arm removed. Yes, that the, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, that one's a good one. That was a great scene. I yeah. loved it. But I, I mean, clowns. But you know what pisses me off though is that's one of the scenes that got cut. Yeah, because they show the little ghoulie coming out of the water yeah. next to his floating and then arm, just like screaming, and that's it. Yeah, they don't even like. Yeah, everybody screams. Yeah, they pan to the audience. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then they're, like, screaming, and then you see the little ghoulie in the arm. But that's it. There's no, like... And you I, don't get to watch any of the amputation or anything happen. So I'm like, God damn it. And one of the, I think it was last week we were talking about these two movies, I think, when before we did it. I don't remember. I was, was recently I was talking about Ghoulies and how there was like an uncut version. Well, it was part two, not part three, guys. So I amend that somehow. And the uncut is the German cut that you can buy from another, it's like an import. And it has all of them intact, so you don't have to look at the extras in the Scream Factory. So, But yeah, as I mentioned before, guys, if you know why that happened, let me know. And then, ultimate spoiler alert, the very end of this movie, they summon another demon to kill all the ghoulies, which is like a bigger demon to kill the little demons, and then they are stuck with a fucking huge-ass problem. demon. Because it, it's like, it's eating all these demons ghoulies like easy like it's so slow so dumb and it picks them up and it's like chomping on them and then they want to go after sir nigel because he's a little person yeah rightfully so it's gonna go after the little person this is the second time he's been mistaken for a troll or a ghoulie (laughs) like how many fucking little people jokes i mean guys really yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean obviously he was cool with it because he did two movies with it troll (laughs) and this right so um but yeah, man, I, I think it's pretty clear what our favorite is, don't you think? Yep. Part two. Part one. Just kidding. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> part two. <laughs> yeah, I think it's part two is the better story, more action. It focuses on what we love, which is the title of the fucking movie. They spent more time on the ghoulies. ghoulies. They were smarter. They were faster. They looked better. It just was hands down. Just... It was better written. For me, the first one is a little too all over the place, although I do appreciate it, and I still, I actually have rekindled some sort of enjoyment out of it this time, but if I had to pick two, one of the two, on an island type thing, part two all day, every day. I completely agree. I I feel like everybody should still watch the first one. Sure. Don't count it out. No, I still like it. It's still worth it in its own way. It's still better than a lot of the shittier movies we've seen recently. fucking fuck yeah it is. Yeah. Um, but it, it's still worth it and it's on right. Watch it. Give it a chance. However, my pick is also Ghoulies 2. Right. In comparison. I, I, but I'm also a big sucker for anything circus or like funhouse related. Creatures so. like that too. Yeah. And the creatures were just cool. They were just better like portrayed. Right. I don't know. The work was, um, pretty impeccable in comparison to the two. I agree. Yeah. I think, uh, 
it was nice to rewatch these. I, I always want to watch the rest of the series because that's just how I am. I know I want to watch, I, and I'll probably end up watching three and four. Uh, I think you can rent part three on Amazon. Yes, for two bucks. Yeah, you can. Pretty sure. I, I don't know about part four. There's a couple other streaming sites you can watch it for free too. Okay. I think that's pretty much it for this whole Unruly Ghoulies episode, guys. We hope that you enjoyed that. And obviously, we'll be back on Monday. We're going to be doing something really cool, too, by the way. We're never coming back. Like I said, we got some we got some plans for you guys next week as well. Yay! So we're going to be talking about It Remake on Monday. We're going to have two extra guests on, Christina and our friend Josh. So it's going to be a four... See, I'm going to have to figure out how to make it as much room in here. We're just going to sit on each other's laps. It's fine. Right, and I'm going to have to set up different mics and shit. Christina can sit on my lap and we'll share them. Yeah, baby. Giggity go. Giggity go. (laughs) It's going to get real weird up in here. (laughs) It's going to get hot in here is what's going to happen. And I don't mean that in a a good way. Real sweaty. Yeah, we're going to sweat like fucking disgusting little pigs in here. It's going to get sexual. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, thank you so much for stopping by. We hope you enjoyed this week. If you haven't already, please do share this episode with everybody uh, to let them know that you love the show. Or even if you hate us, be like, fuck these guys. Like, make it controversial, whatever you want. (laughs) All publicity is good. Yeah, I'm not going to argue. If you're sharing it, you're part of the team here. Word. So, but uh, if you haven't already, also go to longlivethevoid.com to check out any of our shit. Make sure you check out our horror shot from earlier this Monday and listen to that episode, too. Um, We'll be back here on Monday, guys, so stick around. Stay weird, monsters. monsters.